This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. Hello, and with me, Cam Rastan, today we have the returns of, uh, they are both producers at BFM. One is producer with the news team. I got that right, didn't I? Danya Nai? You did. Hi. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> and the other is, um, she has a more complex title in terms of production. She's Julian Yap. What's your title? I'm a campaign producer here at BFM. That's the one. Yeah. Well, I, I got 50%, right? <laughs> yeah, you did. You're, you're there. You're there. Thank you yeah. for having me back. Yeah. So our three topics this week are, topic number one is true crime dramas, or th- uh, series, series. Uh, topic number two is, do older audiences like to watch older actors, which is not my topic. Um, <laughs> and finally, topic number three is, being a fan, what does it take? So, uh, Danya, topic number one, true crime series. Yeah, so I am a true crime junkie myself which is why I wanted to talk about this topic. And I find that not just me, but a whole host of people are really, really obsessed with true crime. And I think if you guys remember a little podcast called Serial, I think it came out maybe 2014, 2013, I want to say. It's still still around, isn't it? It's still around. It's still around. But just my personal opinion, I don't think the follow-up series was that great. Right. (laughs) Get it out, get it out. Just getting out. Um, Yeah, and I think... That even before that, there was like a whole world of true crime and that just sort of made it more mainstream. And I was kind of thinking like, you know, why are we so obsessed with true crime? Because it's kind of like we are having an entertainment source from something so terrible that has happened. Like like for me, I listen to people talking about how they solved the murder while I cook. And like, mm. you know, it's a very weird contrast. So I kind of, I was reading up a bit earlier and I was kind of worried, like, you know, am I, am I okay? Like, am I mentally okay? <laughs> and apparently like, this is perfectly normal. This is a perfectly normal thing. Some would say it's even educational because people listen to it and they want to learn um, how to avoid these kind of things happening to themselves. It's like an evolutionary thing almost, apparently. Um, one more thing is most of the audiences are women. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask. Yeah. In this case, isn't it? Yeah. It's a lot of, yeah. Apparently, men like to hear about the motives, whereas women like to hear about how they can avoid a similar crime happening to them. Right. Yeah. Right. That's not terrifying so. at all. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, 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 Danya kept saying we, we like this, we like that. Uh, <laughs> uh, Julian, is she speaking for you as well? I'm not a fan of the true crime podcast just because I'm not a fan of narrative. Well, not narrative, but I guess I, I'm not. I'm not that big a fan of podcasts to be honest. Um, but I do enjoy when it's adaptations of them, whether they're documentaries. And Netflix is really like oh, yeah. they've really banked on this over the last few years. Um, whether they're the documentary series or. Um, just, you know, fictional sort of inspired by, based on. Yeah, I, I like those. Yeah. You like a lot or a little? You know, when you fall down the Wikipedia <laughs> hole, I love the Wikipedia hole of like a serial killer. You yeah. know? Yeah. 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 yeah right. It, I, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I was looking yeah, at that's, it that's like <laughs> No, but doesn't everyone do that? You know, you get on Wikipedia or, you know, you, 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 one day you search up Ted Bundy because everyone talked about Ted Bundy and you have to learn about Ted Bundy. And then at the bottom, they say list of serial killers. And then you, you, I think it's the, the, the appeal is that you cannot believe how disgusting someone can be. Yeah. 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 
Because yeah, no, you, yeah, sure. you can't imagine yourself doing it. So you, you are trying to figure out why someone could do it, you know? Yeah. I, I'm not really a fan myself, partly because there are so many of them mm-hmm. on Netflix and it just annoys the hell out of me that once <laughs> uh, TV executives and producers find a thing mm, yeah. that, you know, uh, they'll just... I mean, gosh, they must just be calling up prisons and saying, do you have any serial killer stories that we just haven't done yet? But this is is the thing I I have about whether we should be obsessed, because I think there's a line between learning or being entertained in some way and then just being insensitive, you know, because you're, you're not just talking about a serial killer. You are talking about victims and you're bringing up trauma for all these families. Are you talking about as an audience or as a... A producer? I mean, both. I think as an audience also, because sometimes you do get to hear stories and you think, okay, this one's a bit too much. So this one, like, I, you kind of put yourself in the shoes of like, oh, I can't imagine if something happened, like something like that happened to one of my family members or one of my friends, because there's so many gruesome crimes that have happened. And for some reason, we are able to sort of listen to it. But that does come a point where you're like, this must be horrible for, you know, people you know, other people as well. So it's a bit of like, you know, a conscience, like, should I really? Because to me, listening to like crime podcasts is a calming experience. (laughs) It's a calming experience. I I mean, I think there really is a correlation, though, between the amount of crime in your society Mm -mm. that you could possibly experience and how much you like a true crime drama. (laughs) I mean, if if you feel yourself to be in a safe space, Mm. you... But if if we were living in the middle of uh, civil war torn Liberia, I, I, I don't think we'd be watching true crime dramas. You'd be listening to the podcast of the civil war torn Liberia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think um, so because I mean, obviously, still serial wasn't where it started, but it's mm-hmm. one of the big ones that kind of kicked it off. But this has kind of evolved into YouTube YouTube channels and TikTok um, accounts as well, where people will just sort of recount stories that they've heard on you know they've read the wikipedia page of, of or, or they heard the podcast of but they've just condensed it even more so trying to distribute it even in different ways and it's just someone you know in their bedroom with lights yeah. turned off and they just kind of tell that story mm-hmm. because they you know how and you know follow along for part two follow along for part yeah. three because we, I, i've we, stumbled on those and and kind of like why are you doing this it's just who are you yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. but i i've also I, I kind of try to draw a line. I don't, I, I get very tired of watching things that really rely upon the starting point is violence toward women. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. You know, a, a woman is murdered, whatever. And then time is spent reenacting and kind of portraying that. Mm-mm-mm. And, and I, I, I find that really, it's not too much disturbing. It's just cheap, really, on the part of the, of the producers. It's like, well, this is titillating. Let's spend 10 minutes on this bit. Yeah, but I think I think that's why I would argue that the audio versions are better than the like the movies or the documentaries yeah. because the audio yeah. one is a bit more they don't focus too much on like, you know, what actually you can't really see, you know, in the video you can see like photos or things like that whereas audio yeah. is sort of like this happened to her, and then we move on kind of a thing. So yeah. I would argue if you if people do want to explore it, I think, and you don't want to go into the whole sort of like, oh yeah, she was stabbed and this and that and all that, then audio is probably the safer space to go because you yeah. know there's less sense of being manipulated by by producers or whatever it is. Yeah. Well, there is a theory that dreams and especially nightmares are kind of meaningless, but 
the, the dream will throw you into, uh, or a nightmare will throw you into a terrifying situation, and you then test drive your reaction. Oh, okay. To, to that situation. And then you can remember it. And it's like, okay, you know, this terrible, I, I run, I whatever. This worked, that didn't work. Um, and I guess in a way, the way you're describing it, these podcasts and, and stuff that you're describing, it's like, it's like, um, it's a nightmare that you can curl up to. <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird way of putting it. But yeah. It's, it's a safe I, nightmare. It is, I guess. But now I feel like I just all have these weird mantras stuck in my head. Like oh, there's God. this there's one where like the the podcast the podca- podcasters will tell you like you know don't end up like these people uh, be weird be rude stay alive and I'm thinking like is this something I should have as a mantra in my life be That's weird say that, be say that again be, what? be be weird be rude stay alive as in like you know if something weird is happening if someone comes and disturbs you like be rude don't worry about being polite just you know shoo them away so sometimes I'm like it makes sense. But part of me is like, I don't know if I want to leave, live my life like this. <laughs> yeah, then, yeah, you'd be just like, oh, have, you, have you seen Danya recently? She's so rude. <laughs> Weird. But she's alive. <laughs> but she's alive. That's the most important. Are there any uh, that you would uh, re- uh, recommend? Unless you're saving this for recommendations later. Uh, yes, I am. I'll save one for recommendations, I think. Oh, oh okay, okay. So you're 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 a big fan of them and... Uh, Julian, you're kind of like a bit sort of, eh. I will listen to Daniel's recommendation because I think I just need a really good nightmare to curl up with. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I do feel like maybe, maybe, do you think that it's maybe just people thinking like, well, I could solve that if it were me or in this situation, I wouldn't have gotten, you know, one, I don't, I don't know. Maybe in this situation, I wouldn't have gotten myself into that kind of trouble. Yeah. I wonder if people might, you know, that's that itch that they want to scratch. Yeah. Yeah. I do enjoy watching um, police interrogations. I mean, I, and I don't mean that bad way. Like, no, when it's when they force a false. Um, oh, like a false uh, confession. Kind false of. confession out of out of a person, mm-hmm. and that's my kind of like. I want to know. I want to learn from this kind of thing. Be weird. Be rude. <laughs> <laughs> no, get a lawyer. <laughs> um, okay. All right. So uh, we'll move on though to uh, topic number two, which is. Um, see if I get this one right, uh, Julian. Do older audiences like to watch older actors? Mm, yeah, yeah, that's the topic. Um, yeah, so uh, the last time I was on the show, we were talking about how um, viewing habits have changed, especially within the teen to maybe young young adult age age group, especially with the pandemic and like the way that people are watching serialized television or other just traditional television. Um, but I was also thinking, and I also found a study um, that was asking, do older actors, do older audiences prefer watching older actors? And I was wondering how that might change the older I get. So, I mean, it obviously genres, different audiences gravitate towards different genres. Typically, cinema-going audiences have always skewed younger, but that is changing over time. And also with streaming services, those numbers haven't been kind of solidified yet, I think, because of the range of genres that they have available online. Um, But typically, um, older audiences prefer watching... Let me get my stats up. Oh, oh okay. There are stats on <laughs> this. Right. Yeah, numbers. I know. Yeah. I have to figures. do this for Cam. <laughs> okay. Um, so older audiences prefer watching historical films where 39% of cinema audiences are 45 years old and older, biographies... And war films. Um, God, I'm and- such a cliche. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's in the stats. There are stats for you, Ken. But um, the genres with the fewest older patrons are sci-fi, sport, and horror. And oh, yeah, sport. Which, yeah, sport, which I thought was always been an older sort of yeah. yeah. But horror, I'm not. I'm kind of not surprised. Mm-mm. Not surprised at all. Yeah. Yeah. As you get older, you just don't want to be so scared anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you just you really want a happy ending. <laughs> but sci-fi, I think sci-fi was really interesting to me because I think in the early 2000s, maybe, and I mean in the 80s, 90s, to the early 2000s, there was a big push in Hollywood for sci-fi, fantasy, just, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so I think that, it feel that that's a weird that's a weird i guess that mm. that that that's weird to me because we've always just like we've had at least one sci-fi horror fantasy every single year almost in the box office so, can i guys ask though when you say older actors does it actually mean it means older characters really no older actors so this study was actually looking at the ages of actors in the biggest box office films of each summer i guess so in this study, they, they've actually gotten the average ages of actors in these the most popular films at the box office each. Well, can I ask? I mean, I am most definitely in the older demographic, <laughs> but you two, you're kind of a bit cuspy, aren't you? Where 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 do you? Yeah, I guess we're. I mean, the stats, Daniel, the stats that that Julian just quoted. Did, did any of that resonate with you, or are you sort of like, yeah, give me fantasy and sci-fi and horror? <laughs> No, but I, I I think as I've gotten older, I do want to watch older actors. I think that's more of a, an age thing rather than anything else. But I've never, but I think it's sort of in, in a backward sort of way because I, I've always been okay with watching older actors. Mm-hmm. Whereas now I find it a bit difficult to watch younger actors. And I don't know whether it's just like me being bitter. <laughs> like, mm. I understand that. I'm so bitter about these young people who are so successful. Um... Yeah, I, I feel like I'm okay watching older actors. I'm not really sure if like is that people do people relate when they're older with older actors? Is that why they want to keep watching those? But but with those genres in general, I'm good with all those genres. And I and I think for now anyway, when I when I think about my viewing habits and how they might evolve, I'm still gonna be watching. Like I love horror. I love the horror genre, and I like oh, yeah? I like I like being scared because I don't get scared very often. Um, Hence why all the true crime stories. <laughs> but like but the horror genre doesn't really require big name actors, though, does it? No, you know that doesn't. That's the thing. I think it, yeah. it's nice to have a big name actor in there, but it's not required. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm quite surprised that sports is not resonating yeah. with older. I I'm very surprised by that. Um, I don't know anyone like mm. under the age of twenty who watched. You know, King Richard, which is about you know Vanessa and Serena Williams, because who cares about that? Yeah. Really? I don't. Yeah. I didn't. Did you? Was I didn't. Cool? I didn't watch it. Um, I. Yeah, but now I feel like I'm supposed to, aren't I? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I, I, I've been thinking. I, I've actually been thinking about this kind of topic myself. I, I think that an older actor carries the actor actress carries the weight of their their past work with them. So they, they and a, a really sensible actor chooses very sensibly and, and creates a persona out of that. And, and so they, you become comfortable and you have memories of that previous thing. When I see a younger actor, well, one, they're, they're embodying a younger character. Um, and, and bearing in mind, all these films and stuff, they're all made by people in their, in their 40s and stuff. They're not young people themselves. 
So mm. when they construct a young character, they've got no clue what a young character is these days. <laughs> um, and, and I have no idea. Like Timothy Chamelay? Sh- 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 Timothy Chatelet? What is it? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. Who knows? Nobody knows. Only he knows. Yes. I mean, right now, he, he to me, is very insipid. Mm. He's very pretty and everything. But, you know, give me 10 years and and watch his face kind of grow older and, and, and carry the weight of characters made by filmmakers <laughs> who are more of that age. Yeah. Mm. Then, yeah, sure. Because, um, so a very popular film, a uh, very popular series um, of the last few years was oh, Euphoria mm. on HBO. And that has been sort of celebrated especially with younger audiences even though hbo has traditionally skewed a lot older because of its you know prestige series um because it supposedly very properly captures what it's like to be a gen z so someone who is just getting into their 20s now because they speak the language they have the same kinds of fashion and their approach to um it's a coming of age that's very different from all the coming of age series that have come before it is it good do you like it's it? Good. I enjoyed it a lot, but it also made me feel both very old, but also very young at the same time. <laughs> because like you said, we're on the cusp yeah, of, yeah, yeah. of both. Danya, are you familiar with this euphoria? I've only watched like an episode. I've not continued because uh, I've not, <laughs> I don't have the emotional capacity for yeah, it. That's true. There's a lot of sadness in it. I can't do that. Okay. Yeah. You know, this is why like I'm into horror. It, it, yeah. It has no meaning. There's no emotional connection to it. <laughs> well, can I ask uh, two two series that I think probably cross over in all these things that you've been talking about, um, Julian? One would be Game of Thrones. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that's got that's got history, as it were. It's also got fantasy. <laughs> um, doesn't have sport. Well, I guess unless killing people, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the other would be um, Stranger Things. Oh yeah, mm. of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Horror and horror. it's got all of it. Stranger yeah. does. Yeah. And Kate Bush. Thank you, Bush, of course. <laughs> I was like, okay, got my number. But but I would argue that as like I think as we get older, I think people are still gonna stick with like the, these kind of genres because I think we've grown up with these kind of genres for so long. I yeah. feel like it wouldn't be weird for us to continue, which is why actually I'm quite surprised. Like I mean, a lot of people who watch Star Wars, I I would assume they would continue watching those kind of genres now. But yeah, mm. because I mean, well, like yeah, well, Star continue Trek, watching Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars or Star Trek. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, so, Danya, you sound, you sound, I can talk to you, Danya. Julian's a bit too young for me. Uh, <laughs> Step out. Yeah. But, but Danya, do you, do you think you'll suddenly feel the need to go and watch, uh, I don't know, Lawrence Arabia and kind of like, you know, forget about high school dramas? <laughs> um, I mean, probably, I, but I also feel that. you. <laughs> <laughs> probably, but that's only because I think of the way I've, grown up I think I watched a lot of old movies with my parents they were always sort of you know pushing that kind of films towards me um, like I could go home and watch like you know an Audrey Hepburn movie right now like My Fair Lady or something like that I'm good cool. for that you know cool. um, instead of a high, high school drama <laughs> but excellent. excellent yeah so that's my kind of jam okay well Julian uh <laughs> <laughs> it's been great having you. <laughs> um, Back to your history, history films. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, just to, to wrap up, then, Julian, you, um, you, you're, you're cuspy, but you're still. I'm you, I'm cuspy, but I appreciate. You know, I I don't I'm not only going to watch TikToks and Euphoria. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I do appreciate, especially I really like 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 you said when. The casting takes into account the body of work that they've done before. A really good example of that this year was Everything, Everywhere, All at Once with Michelle. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. She is 
of she's one of very few actors who's able to do a role like that because of the work that she's done before and because also she's not been front and center for so many years. Yeah, she's got quite quite a CV. Really. Yeah, and like <laughs> they put CV. all of that into the <laughs> film and it works so well. So yeah, I'm a big fan of yeah thinking yeah. of the maybe you know weird. It, I don't know. I, I kind of want to think more about the age of the actors in the films that I watch moving yeah. forward, not just in relation to each other, like an older male lead with a young, very, very young female lead. But I'm, I, I am going to watch this Euphoria, though. I'm going to check it out. I don't think you're going to like it, though. Uh, I, you know, anthropological research. <laughs> I'm be going bad. to hate kids more. <laughs> No. Does Cam no. hate kids? Oh, I'm one of the kids. Uh, in a moment, we're going to be... No, next topic. Oh, uh, oh. We're, we're going to talk kids talk. Um, when we talk now. about being a fan. Right? Here on A Bit of Culture, BFM 89.9. And we're back with myself, Cam Ruslan, Danya Nye, and Julian Yap. And now topic number three is being a, a fan. What does it take? What kind of level of commitment is required? Um, the three of us... We, we've realized we're fans of various things. So I am, amongst other things, I'm a big fan of the Beatles. And and I just finished reading a wonderful book, it's a huge, great big book, um, about the, 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 the Beatles, the early days. It ends like just before they make their first number one, even before they become famous, that's where it ends. And it was it was amazing, and it just helped as as well as the I'm 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 going to be stuttering and stammering because I'm <laughs> gushing about the Beatles, um, but as well as the Peter Jackson documentary Get Back, absolutely reignited this obsession I have with the Beatles, and I mean I'd say part of my brain is constantly thinking about the Beatles. It might be like remembering a, a Paul McCartney bass line or you know a, a John Lennon vocal or what have you. And it's uh, it's a lifelong commitment, but it's um, I personally think because I've actually delved into the world of tick and talk. Uh, I think <laughs> I said that greatly. You've yeah, got yeah. the app, then, yeah. Uh, yeah, yep, yep. And uh, and when I when I did download the app, I realised I I didn't know what to type in, so I typed in the first thing I always type in. I think it was the first thing I ever typed into Google: Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> Two E's. So just. Bugs. <laughs> no, not that one. And the second thing I always type in is David Bowie. So, um, and but I I saw people though who are young, but like really young, younger than you two, fans of um, the Beatles who are totally obsessed, and it's exactly the same as me. And and I felt a sense of kinship. And, I, and one of the things about fandom is I think um, a sense of being part of something bigger than yourself. Um, so I you know I'm a Beatles fan. And Julian, I know, and, and also Danya, I know you're a BTS fan. BTS stan. Yeah. Stan, sorry. Uh, am, I, am I therefore a Beatles stan? You, if you want, you now, can, yeah. now that you're yeah. on the ticky talk, you're technically, a stan. Technically, you meet all the criteria. That's true. Oh, okay. All right. So I'm, a, I'm, I'm stan. Um, and I mean, but uh, you, are we obsessive personalities then? Is there a thing? I have wondered this. <laughs> yeah. Wondered this. So what, since I was a kid, I've I am able to track my adolescence and my grow my 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 coming of age with the different obsessions that I've had. So it started with, you know, S Club 7 and then I really loved Hilary Duff and 
um, Lizzie McGuire, mm-hmm. and then it was Harry Potter. Just as I was getting to primary school and throughout primary and secondary school, then- even oh my god, we're just at primary school. You're ready? To go- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, like it started. You've got it was, so much. It was, and I loved them. And I would, you know, this was like you know, cut out the pictures mm-hmm, in the in mm-hmm. the newspaper and stick them on my book, kind of thing. And then it was Hunger Games, and you know, I was I was a teen and I was ready to be rebellious or whatever. And yeah, and then it. it one of them was the most current one, which is the B- is BTS. So, oh, so you you, you concede then that they that they could and there will be next ones. Oh, of course, this will this like till the day I die, <laughs> no. be an obsession. But oh, okay, no, this so this is the one, is it? BTS forever. No, but there will be one after BTS. Oh, there will, will oh, okay. always be an obsession, and I was wondering. I have I have met people, and I didn't realize that this wasn't the way that you love things <laughs> or rather it's n- not everyone loves things in this way so, people don't so make it their whole lives yeah <laughs> harry potter consumed me oh yeah for sure when i was younger well I'm, i must say some of these tick and talks that i've seen and you uh you the, on the youtube as well um fans saying wonderful things about the beatles that i agree with but actually the the, the thing that i'm watching is actually really a cry for help what what, what, what why why is it a because cry for the help? obsession is so it's so wide-eyed and kind of it's it's a bit too much sometimes you know? but isn't that obsession isn't that what love like pure the pure fandom love is yeah well yeah. i know but then it literally can cross over into the true crime dramas that donya enjoys oh, of course <laughs> because you know when john lennon got shot mm-hmm. it was by a fan yeah, yeah that's true yeah and when george harrison got attacked in his home with a knife and everything almost got killed it was by a fan mm-hmm, oh. mm-hmm. Yeah, but see the thing is with with fans, I think it starts with you having a need to fill fill something a, a part of you, fill a part of you, and that's why it's it's very easy to cross into sort of an obsessive territory. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's it's really a matter of how you stay grounded and not go into that too far kind of thing, because I think there's always going to be an emotional connection to it. Anytime you're a fan of anything, there's always an emotional. Connection. I think this is why the Beatles and and BTS are equally, you know, had such an impact on people because they make them feel something that they want to feel, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think in both cases as well, there is a there's an element for the youth at the time to just so you know, um, you know, stand up for young people, you know, ensure that they are serious. So so I think there's always going to be that that connection. But there are going to be a certain amount of people who definitely crossed into like this is a bit too dangerous. Mm-hmm. I would. They, they would have done it anyway, I suppose. Or yeah, something else. But Danya, just to be clear, you are a fan of BTS and the Beatles. I am. Um, but fact, the Beatles have... more, obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> the Beatles longer, obviously, because they were. Around. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that, that isn't what I asked. More. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I do love the Beatles. I think the first movie I ever saw was Yellow Submarine, actually, um, as a kid. And yeah, constantly like for the longest time, I think I was a weird kid because I always be like, my, I was like, who's who do you like? And I'm like Paul McCartney, <laughs> like, you know, like he's a six year old saying he's a six year old going around saying she loves Paul McCartney. Um, yeah, so for the longest time, like all all the my music was basically the Beatles, um, that and the Bee Gees, pretty much when I was growing up before I, before I discovered uh, boy bands and everything else. Um, 
Yeah, and, and BTS, I think it, uh, BTS, I think partly because I think Julian kind of rub, rubbed off on me as well. But um, <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not working. We're talking about BTS every all day. the time. Yeah. Um, but also, yeah, just in general, I think they also came in a good time. Like it, they came when I became sort of obsessed with them was during the pandemic when you were looking for something to give you like joy, and they gave me joy. And I, and I think that's I think that's what starts any kind of fandom really yeah okay well then t- tell me the 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 joy what is the obsession what is, what are you seeing what are you i mean first of all i do now know there are seven of them yes <laughs> yeah john paul george and ringo and they've got nothing on they've got, they've got four they've got seven <laughs> right and um each one has their own one's the sporty sporty the, you know what i mean, I mean one's the, the smart one <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, what are you seeing? What are you hearing? What 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 is it that, that gets your gets your motor running? No. Well, I think for me, it's it's seven people who are so completely different in personality coming together and being able to present a show as as one. I think that's very interesting because even when you watch those members, they themselves have said like they don't know how they survived because they're so different. And I think that's very very interesting to watch how they like how they are together on stage. But I think one thing, if you ask any BTS fan, it's more like how much they actually care for their fans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they feel the, the the announcement where they said they want to take a break and, you know, every time they want to take a break, they, you can see they feel so bad because they feel like they're letting down their fans. Yeah. And, you know, there is an argument. If you're a cynic, you might say they just feel sad because, you know, they're taking a break from making some money for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but... By generally, no, generally, they work hard. I know that the Korean, you no, know, these Korean, they work hard. But but there is a lot of if you watch. I'm not that uh, well versed in, in K-pop, but if you compare with other bands, I feel like they're not doing it as sincerely for their fans. I don't know how to. Disc- I don't know if you can expand. Yeah, on that no, no, no. I do wonder, like, if I was part of other, mm. like, if I loved other groups as much, like, if I wouldn't be so cynical of, I wouldn't be so. Um, critical of other groups and how they're doing it the wrong way or something mm. because I I don't I'm also I'm new to K-pop mm-hmm. as well and like it doesn't seem like they're not they're not as devoted or rather they they don't put love first <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, but 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 Julian I mean can I ask you the same question then what is it what is it that that you're seeing or hearing that uh gets you and perhaps even is there a connect the same similar kind of thing let's say Harry Potter is there like a a, a similar psychological emotional theme that's sort of like resonating there? I don't know. I don't know if it's similar, but I think it's hitting all the same kind of notes where it's, uh, personally as a consumer, it's very comforting. If we're th- also, so for Harry Potter, the universe is so big. For BTS as well, they've, at the expense of these seven these the seven guys, they've created some sort of universe and it is a business model um, and a very well thought of business model, which has been replicated and almost doesn't seem like it can even compare because this one, the, they've created personalities for all of them. But all of those personalities are almost the public version of their personal personality. And that's maybe very naive as a fan to believe mm. because we'll never know them you know, personally, but it almost feels like we know them and they're friends, even though we are one of maybe 200 million. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like, you know, they're sharing, they're sharing things with us that, that, that we cannot even expect to share, to, mm-hmm. to, to have shared in. It's almost, yeah. yeah. And like 
being part of the army, BTS army fandom, it's so weird because you once you get in, you've listened to one song and you don't yeah. know anything about them. You spend like maybe an hour on Twitter or Instagram and you're just like, you know, you've got your little toe in the army mm-hmm. water and they've just told you what's their favorite food, you know, who their pets are, uh, what kind of what kind of songs are, the, which songs, their writing styles for each songs and mm. each of their songs and they're very talented people. So, you know, they're, it's just very celebratory of their art. And that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what, what um, do you see when you look at the Beatles? Yeah. Oh, I've, we've run out of time. <laughs> uh, no, so we, so we actually have. And also I'd need a lot of time. I would be, I would say much the same as um, Julian just now. And I would make as little sense as Julian just now. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I kind of, I kind of feel what you're saying. Yeah. But it, I don't know if one, you really can ever really say. And even if you did say it, it would then sound trite. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it, it, it means... It means so more, much more than that. But I, I would say that I, when you said that you think that there'll be another obsession again, um, I I wouldn't want to say that about the Beatles because I think that would sound like I'm going to be unfaithful to the Beatles. Mm-hmm. So your love for David Bowie will never eclipse Beatles. They're, they're, they're different things. I mean, the Beatles is is childhood coming into adulthood mm-hmm. and David Bowie is about being an adult oh. um so it'll always be the beatles will always be you know. yin and yang yin yeah. and yang. Okay. <laughs> uh you can't have one without the other and you gotta have a bit of fleetwood mac as well oh. um one, one day Dan, yeah one day Bush, tell us. and a lot of johnny mitchell and then you're done <laughs> that's all you need <laughs> oh god you type all of them into tiktok um be part of the fandoms that's a brilliant idea. I'm going to do that straight <laughs> after this. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, well, with that, then we come to the last part of the show, recommendations. We recommend something that think might be of interest. And Danya goes first. Yes. Yeah, so I'm going to recommend a podcast. <laughs> um, surprise, surprise. Uh, it's called, it's literally called Crime Junkie. You can find it. <laughs> okay. All right. That's literally easy. called Crime Junkie. Um, you can find it anywhere you get your podcast. I usually listen to it through Spotify. Um, this is the this is the podcast, by the way, that gave me all the weird mantras, the be weird, be rude, stay alive. <laughs> um, but I like them because the way they tell the stories is, you know, it, it's a very interesting way. It's like they're telling you... Um, I mean, because it, it's all gruesome facts, basically. And the way they tell it, weave into a story is very interesting. And they don't spend too much time talking about the crimes itself. They more talk about how they get to the point of finding the people who do it. And I also like them because they usually push um, NGOs and charities along, you know, especially if it's you know, like um, awareness about women, uh, violence against women, um, you know, abuse against children. They have all these charities that they support. Um, and I think I like them also because a lot of the cases they talk about are unsolved cold cases as well. So they kind of bring up these cases to make sure they're still in the public eye in case a new development comes. Because we're seeing so often now with DNA technology developing that old cases do get solved. Um, so if you are looking to uh, you know something to listen to which is not too gory and is still educational, I would recommend this a lot. But again, you will come up with weird life mantras after this. <laughs> yeah. Is every episode a different case? Yeah, every episode's a different okay. case. Yeah. Was it mur- murder junkie? Death junkie? <laughs> Crime junkie. Crime junkie. Yeah. Hey, do you do you two listen to podcasts as much as you used to once in upon a time back in the day when podcasts were the big thing? Honestly, no. 
Yeah, yeah. I think it's kind of it's kind of gone down a bit. Yeah, and also yeah. It, it also seems like everyone has a podcast. Yeah, every so many. Every celebrity has one, and yeah. they're talking to all their celebrity friends. Mm. Yeah, seems like okay. a bit too much at this point. I I still do. I still do. Yeah, but then I watch sports movies and stuff, so. <laughs> <laughs> with like you know. Morgan Freeman, the oldest of the act. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, okay. All right. So that's uh, Crime Junkie. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. The, the podcast. Crime Junkie. Okay. Uh, uh, Julian, what's uh-huh. your recommendation? I would also like to listen to. Rec- <laughs> no? They're on a break. <laughs> you know they're on a break. Don't tease us like that. Um, I would also like to recommend a podcast. Uh, despite saying that I've, I don't listen to podcasts that often, <laughs> but um, I'd like to recommend Trice Forgotten. That's T R I C E, um, Forgotten, and it's a new podcast. It only came up about two months ago, mm-hmm. and um, it is, it is, it. So it's a narrative. It's a fictional narrative podcast. It's set in some time, a long time ago. It's it is fictional, um, and it's about pirates. And pirates are great. And I think that pirates are also having some sort of renaissance <laughs> recently with um, Our Flag Means Death on HBO. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's, it, it's kind of riding on that wave, but also it's bringing a lot to the genre. So it's basically Captain Alestes. She is the um, she's the captain of this ship. And, you know, they stop off at different at different um, islands or different docks and they just bring they bring on a lot of, you know, a little misfit a gang of mis- misfits basically and it's a found family sort of story and every person has obviously everyone's got their little secrets and you sort of get into that get into their backstory with every episode and also um you also learn a lot because you uh so i i know i'm 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 biased though that i think this is a good show because i do know the person who's created it but yeah. I think it's amazing because I also know the work that they've put into it, the amount of research that they've done. And the show does touch on, um, you know, spice trade routes. I know, Cam, you love that. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, Zombie-like drawn to it now. Uh, yeah. And um, uh, snail facts, fish facts. A lot of research has gone into the show and you can tell because it almost feels like a very well created you, you know, you're very immersed in the world when you're when you're in it. Almost wow. every character is a character of color. And it's almost very it's it's very nice to listen to voices or accents that we are more accustomed to accents that we should be hearing when it comes so this, to oh, sorry, this is a Malaysian thing then. This is a Malaysian thing. It's not, it's not. But it is primarily I think it's based in the UK, um, under the Rusty Quill podcast production house i don't know what they're called okay yeah. and it's it's so it's a drama with voice actors many different voice actors and with you know, the sound got, of like, waves in the, the background and stuff and, like that yeah market sounds chickens you know like, <laughs> all of that but um the the and characters it's are set in the, the caribbean as uh, is the usual kind of pirate stuff or i'm not sure i don't know where a lot of places are <laughs> but right. um, yeah uh i i think so far fictional places but inspired by you know, uh, cultures within those places. And how long is each episode? Uh, 30 minutes. And I think four episodes are out so far. Wow. What's it called again? Uh, Trice Forgotten. T-R-I-C-E. Forgotten. If you're, if you've listened, if you're a fan of narrative podcasts and you've listened to the Magnus Archives, which came out I think five years ago now, this is a fault. This is this is not connected, but this is a series under the same house and it's produced with the same amount of care and you know, love for a story, a really good story. 
I, I, I never thought of a narrative podcast. It just never crossed my mind. You um, write one now. <laughs> I, You'll I write thought. one next. Yeah. 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 Okay. Trice forgotten. Mm. All right. Um, okay. So, well, uh, my recommendation is, uh, excuse me, folks, for one second, I'm going to reach over and get it. <laughs> it's the book. It's a book. It's a book. Um, it's the book that I mentioned earlier. That I've just finished. I'm showing it to uh, Danya. It's and huge. It's huge. Wow. It's huge. Mm-hmm. And um, it's called The Beatles. Tune in by Mark Lewison. Mm-hmm. Mark Lewison. Uh, if anyone knows anything about the Beatles, uh, he is like the historian of the Beatles. Um, and um, this is actually only part one of a trilogy. And this one <clears throat> only goes up to. Uh, uh, December 1962. So before they even had their first number one, just before, and uh, it's really good. It's but he has not yet finished the parts two and three. Oh, no. yeah, okay. I suspect he's never going to do it. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> well, he's retired from writing the first one. That's true. <laughs> yeah, but I think also one of the things about a group and, and the BTS thing would connect with that is. Instead of one person, it's about how four people, in your case, seven people, work together, how they bounce off each other. Um, they have their own individual personality, and then how is it shaped and shifted by the other person, uh, who's the dominant one, and then who who then recedes and who grows, and et cetera. And they're also young. Um, so, yeah, it's it's really good. It, it It's immersive. <laughs> and I'm I'm sorry I finished it. <laughs> and when I finished it, I I was lost. I was like really lost. I what do I do now? I don't know. Have you read a, a biography of this time before of the Beatles this time before? Or is is that what this this one brings? Is that new? That's different. Uh, yeah, I would not really. No, I hadn't really read. I don't really read. I haven't got any Beatles merchandise, and I don't really don't have don't have many books about them. Um, <clears throat> but so, I mean, I've read Beatles books, but not one that concentrated so much about years when they were not famous. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, a social history as well. It, it, it really describes Liverpool, mm-hmm. uh, England, um, and how people lived and everything and how much money they made. And it, it, It's really wonderful. <laughs> but I, I would not recommend... I mean, if you don't like the Beatles, don't, don't even think about it. It's, just, you know, if, it's really if you like the Beatles. So you two are going to have to... No, well, you, Danya, you've got to... I will. I will. I will definitely read it. I like it. the Beatles. I'm just not going to read a book. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. But I think Danya will. I will yeah. definitely read a book about them. Yeah. yeah. See? Cam, you're going to have to get on TikTok. Yes. Do the part one, part two, part three yes, TikTok Yes, that should be you. Of, yeah, you could be the Beatles TikTok influencer. Yeah. And that's how I'll read the book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this, TikTok is about 30 seconds. This book is, how big is this book? That's I know, content. so your, your career on TikTok is set. You'll, no, you'll never end. There are Beatles influencers on TikTok, young people, and they're really funny. Oh, yeah. um, I, I really enjoy that. And their Beatles knowledge is like top five percentile. It's way beyond me. It's incredible wow. what they know when they're like 22 or something. Oh, that's crazy. Do you, yeah. do you think you'll read parts two and three? Oh, because oh. you do know that, that era of the Beatles more. Yeah, and, and I would go out to Mark Lewison's house now and I'd bang on his door and say, get it, give me the, t- the manuscript right now. <laughs> All right? Um, it's really wonderful. So uh, anyway, so that brings us to the end of this week's show. Um, how we three managed to 
not talk for three hours on <laughs> the Beatles stroke BTS. We will after this. Yeah, after <laughs> when the recording stops. Yeah. yeah. So thank you very much, uh, listeners out there, for uh, your patience. And uh, only moves me now to thank Danya and I. Thank you for having me. I hope to come on again. Uh, you uh, absolutely will. <laughs> and uh, Julian Yap, thank, thank you. Thank you so much. This has been super fun. I would love to share things about BTS all the time. <laughs> all the time. All right. you can. All right. <laughs> Got to switch the off button now. Uh, and myself, Cam Raslan, please join us next week for another exciting episode of A Bit of Culture here on BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.